Hey everyone, I'm Sadevian and I'm the sun. I'm Marie Antoinette and I'm the moon and you're listening to the Twitches podcast. Go Twitches, go Twitches. Hey Sadevian. Hey Marie Antoinette. How are you doing today? (laughs) I'm doing good, how are you? I'm pretty okay. I'm I'm G. I think I'm G. <laughs> It'll work. Love that for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're no longer in person. Hmm. Um, this is the <laughs> this is the Hannah Montana editing of the episode of <laughs> going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our intro into the next segment. You sound literally exactly like Hannah Montana after the show got Oh finished. my gosh. Ah! Oh my gosh. Wait, you know what was yesterday? What? Yesterday was the 16th anniversary of Hannah Montana. Oh my god. Thank you for that fact that nobody needed in their life. Listen, girl. <laughs> Was yesterday? Oh, I was so sorry. It was okay. It was two days ago. It was uh March twenty. Don't you not even know the date? Look at her. Look at her, y'all. Look at her. <laughs> days this is sad to watch. No, it's because I remember. I remembered that today was actually the twenty sixth and not the twenty fifth. I got my days confused. Thank no, you this very is much. Really sad to watch. Okay, okay, okay. But anyways, the point is, I think Hannah Montana was um for me a little tot. Uh, it was definitely a big game shifter. Um, yeah, shout out, shout out to you, Hannah. Yeah, shout out to Miss Montana. <laughs> shout out to Miss. Period. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about social media. Yeah. I I read this article. Um, called A Virtual Life, How Social Media Changes Our Perceptions. Um, and it was published by the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. And it was basically talking... It comes out of Chicago. Sorry, go ahead. No! Oh, gosh! <laughs> I don't condone that. I don't condone that. I don't condone that. <laughs> I, I just gotta take a two-step away from your <laughs> statement. Um, okay. <laughs> and basically... This article was talking about our relationships with social media. Now, it was written a good few years ago, like probably about like a decade ago and or close to about a decade ago. So it uses Facebook a lot and, you know, dating apps like plentyoffish.com. But just swap those out with Tinder and Instagram and you're good. It still applies to very (laughs) modern day things. Uh, One quote that I thought was particularly interesting um, was from Dr. Ali Jazieri. Um, he's an associate professor of clinical psychology at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology's LA campus. And he said, instead of me trying to deal with things I don't like about myself, I will go online and present myself in the way I'd like to be seen without any changes to me. It's dangerous and very deceptive. I thought that quote was very interesting in particular, um, along with the article, because I feel like a lot of people on social media 
have this social media persona and then they have them. I think something that's really been settling into my mind recently is a lot of people, they're like, social media isn't real. Um, But the thing that I also find interesting about that is they continue to use it and they continue to, I feel like, do a lot of the interactions that make social media this its own little world that's not really rooted in reality. Um, And I feel like one of my ultimate goals might be to possibly not have social media I don't know I've been thinking about that recently um just my relationship with it um but anyways my general question for you is what is your relationship with social media and do you feel like you have this social media persona um well first can I ask what is the end of the quote he said it's dangerous and what and very deceptive I disagree with that completely um dangerous and wait just specifically okay in in terms of the he's saying that having issues about yourself like having issues with yourself and then to address those issues you go online and present a version of yourself that is flawless doesn't have any flaws that's specifically what he's saying is dangerous and deceptive do you still disagree with it I mean, I guess that changes it a bit to an extent, but I still disagree. Okay. Only, and we've talked about this in private conversations, only because I feel like not only do we not want to share it, but I feel like generally no one wants to see the bad things going on in people's lives. I don't want to see when you're crying. I don't want to see photos of you at a funeral. Like, I want to see the photos where you're happy and you're at a beach and you're at a party um and i think a normal person wouldn't say oh my god or maybe that's actually a stretch i as a consumer of social media don't look at that like wow her life is perfect she's just always happy look at her i was like period she's living it up at this very moment we love to see it um and i think saying you have yourself and like presenting saying you have an issue with yourself i feel like we can simplify that to insecurity right uh when i read the quote i kind of interpret other things i'm also i guess i'm thinking a little more psychologically in how things will just not be ideal your life as well like how things could just be going wrong like not related to appearance at all but you know how life just tries all of us and um how there there just could be some I don't know relationship issues like the people that are close to stuff like that and instead of taking time to instead of really focusing on those things and I don't know addressing those things kind of escaping into this fantasy world where that looks very different and ideal. That's the way that I'm thinking about it, uh, to answer your question. (laughs) I feel like that's okay. Like, I don't think that's dangerous and deceptive, but go off, Mr. Chicago. Um, (laughs) My relationship with social media. Um, hmm. You know, I love me some socials. I do, I do, I do. Um, 
goes all the way back to like elementary school when everybody was getting social media. I was so excited. Um, that was when Facebook and Snapchat were the thing. It was so lit. Um, now, I think I use social media as a branding and marketing tool. Um, and also just like a leisure activity. I think that makes sense. What about you? What's your What's your relationship with social media? Well, for me, I differ with joining social media and everything because I didn't join. Okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't join social media when everyone else did. Like, I feel like a lot of these platforms were created, Snapchat, Instagram, and people immediately hopped on them or they weren't, it didn't take them too long to hop on them. And I, and a lot of kids, they would ask me, they're like, oh my gosh, is it because your mom won't allow you to have a, you know, like a Snapchat, a Snapchat account or whatever? And I was like, no, it just doesn't necessarily appeal to me. Like, I just don't know what I would do with it. Like, what are you supposed to do with it? I, I was I don't, I don't know what my thought process was behind it necessarily, but I guess I just did not see a reason to have social media. I ended up getting it in eighth grade. And I remember the specific reason I got it. It's because myself and some of my other friends in eighth grade, uh, like I went to an international school and in eighth grade, you typically went to uh, the country that spoke your language. It's typically Spain, but this year it was Costa Rica. So we were going on a trip to Costa Rica and I got Snapchat specifically. So while on the trip, I could post pictures on my story for like my friends or whatnot. It was a very specific reason that I got Snapchat. And I think I also got Instagram at that time. Um, neither of, I feel like I skipped a lot. I feel like a lot of people had like Instagram and Snapchat phases where they posted very specific content. And I feel like, I skipped some of those phases. Um, I still posted bad stuff, but I think I skipped some of those phases. Anyways, I, I have those social medias now and I kind of like do more on them, but I don't post on them at all. I kind of use them more as a way to keep up with people because uh, I, I have FOMO. I have like really intense FOMO and also have this desire to know like what everyone's doing, like to feel up to date with everything. And there was a point where I kind of had to regulate that actually, because I didn't like how much I was going to social media um, and how I needed to feel like I scrolled through every Instagram post for it to say, you're all caught up to feel like I was actually all caught up on everything. Not you reached the you're all caught up point. What, please? No, that was the goal. I was like, I need to read. Is that not the goal? Like, are we not no. <laughs> I was like, this is where I need to be. That you're all caught up. <laughs> Just to be clear, you to anybody listening, because most people probably have never reached that point. When when that you scroll through your Instagram feed, you get to a point where there's no more new content, and it says you're all caught up. Meaning you've seen everything that everyone you follow has posted. <laughs> Exactly, and I thought that was the No, girl, no. <laughs> you see, it, it, I got really addicted to just not 
to not stopping the scroll until I got to the you're all caught up, which is where I was like, no, absolutely not. I can't do this all day because at first, you know, this was when I was following less people. Maybe I was around like the 200, 300 mark here. That might not sound like y'all probably expected me to say 30. I was around like the 200, 300 here, I think. Um, and probably take me like a solid 30 to 45 minutes of scrolling. But and then it became like an hour. I think maybe one day it was possibly like 90 minutes or something. And I was like, this is just, this is way too much. This is way too much. And it was it definitely felt like an addictive thing. So I, I regulated it for myself in a very weird way. I didn't go on Instagram for two weeks, which was actually something that was a little challenging for me at the time because I'd gotten so used to feeling caught up. You know, my FOMO was just like going out of hand. I'm like, what am I missing? missing. Um, and then when I got back on, I was like, I don't want to go back to the scrolling, especially not now because I missed two weeks. I missed two weeks. There's a lot of content to catch up on. So <laughs> what I did is I put everyone that I followed whose content I wanted to see. Because I follow some people that I, I like follow them. And if they pop up and I see your photo, I'll definitely like it. But like, I'm not every single post. But for a lot of people I see, I do want to see your post. It's usually people that I knew from like high school or now, you know, in college, people that I know in college. I put everyone on post notification, which... It's a flawed system. I'll say it's a flawed system because number one, I have like 10,000 people on, on post notification. Uh, number two, because the way Instagram does it, because I don't think they're expecting you to put every single person on your follow list on post notification, is Sadavion posted, I get his notification, but then if Shirley posts, she bumps out Sadavion, and if I didn't see his notification in time, I won't know that he posted. Um, I just see that Shirley posted. So it's a flawed system. And I also Do you know a Shirley, or is that an example name? That's an example name. I don't know a Shirley. <laughs> um, no, I'm not name. I'm not name dropping. Name. <laughs> um, Why not? That's the mantra on this podcast. Say their name. Not the- <laughs> yeah, it's uh, is it working? Question mark. Um, I I don't know. Uh, you had a period where you stopped using social media for a designated period of time what what motivated you to do that and what were the effects of it well i actually did it you know not not too recently but recently and then there was a time i did it actually quite a while before that Mm -hmm. and i think i think all of our generation naturally has some form of addiction to social media and, you know, I'm sure you've heard that, like, there are some people, scientists believe there are some people who have addictive personalities. Like, their personality is just more prone to addiction than someone who's not. But um, I might be one. Yeah, you are. Don't worry. Um, and, <laughs> and I don't think that's me. But also, I think a... <laughs> We, I know addiction can just, you know, hit anybody. So when I do, it's just my form of like telling myself like, okay, you're not like too far gone with social media. You're not like too addicted to where like if you stop doing it for, if you needed to stop doing it for a period of time, you would not be okay. Does that make sense? That's so also, interesting. I just wanted a break. 
I get sometimes, yeah, social media can be a lot sometimes. Sometimes it's just nice to step away. I, sorry, what you said, it reminded me of a really close friend I have. She's, she's, she'll kind of do stuff similar to what you just said, how you like took a, a break, kind of like you just like you're not addicted, like you can break when you need to. But she will do it sometimes. She'll do stuff like that to prove that she's not like, like that she can stop with certain things. It'll be like a challenge. And then she'll just be like challenging herself. It's a really interesting thing, I think. I think it's it's really interesting. <laughs> um, anyway. You know I thought you were about to say, you know those people who take breaks from social media, but they announce it? <laughs> Y'all, let, let me get, I'm about to get close to the mic. You are the most annoying people on the face of the planet. Please stop. We don't care. Thank today, you. Today, beyond. First of all, you're interrupting my Snapchat post right now. I'm trying to post something <laughs> on my story, telling everyone that I'm gone for about a week. And if you need me, text me. And if you don't have my number, oh well. I don't know. <laughs> they are like so annoying. Like what? Those posts take it out of me. No, I don't think are. But the are that many people going to be answering questions? Like, not on snapchat if you're not liking instagram photos like <laughs> hello like, and i have a conspiracy that these people actually never really delete it you know what do you think that they're just like in the background lurking they're sh- like shadow on the app oh my gosh 100 percent. this is so funny you're not gonna get no. the attention from me bitch so don't post shit I'll just go. <laughs> I'll just go MIA. I kind of go MIA on social media a lot. Yeah. I like posts. I don't. I like posts, but I just I do not post. And if you just don't hear from me, I uh, well. <laughs> are there are there any forms of social media you're against? Like you know mine. Um, really quick before I answer that, I wanted to say that. My experience with social media makes me feel like I'm living in two different worlds. And I think that's my drawback from it. I feel like there's the real world and then there's the virtual world. And sometimes I like to pull back from it because it's too much for my brain to juggle. Um, I, I literally feels like, and it doesn't even feel like I have two versions of myself. I don't think I post enough on social media like I have a built-up per- social media persona and also I feel like I try to make my social media uh, I feel like a lot of people are like I try to make it reflective of me but like in general I kind of I I kind of do like my captions are like kind of dumb and like have emojis yeah. and okay <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay. Um, and my my pictures are just of, I do have the highlight reel of photos, I will I will admit, because uh, a lot of them are from like uh, travel destinations or whatever. And I also don't have a lot. I think I only have like five on my page or whatnot. But I feel like two, it feels like two different me's because I feel like my FOMO really kicks in when I'm looking at social media and what people are doing or like what they're not doing. And just me existing in this real world. I don't like it. Anyways, apps that I'm not really a fan of. Um, I'd say 
Facebook. And okay, I'm kind of biased with Facebook. I just did not get it when everyone else had it. And I just like don't use it. I don't know how to use it. So I don't necessarily care for it. But I don't necessarily have Yo, a, like, I had to get drag it. this bitch to Facebook. I literally, he I literally took he made my account for me. And I told him, I told him explicitly, I said, don't you follow anyone. I get on there and there's a gaggle of people adding me back. And I said, hey, no. I said, what did you do? And he didn't even, he said, I am I said, funny. I said, you added blank, blank, blank. And he said, oh, I didn't even remember that, but I guess I did. I said, what? <laughs> Happy? Oh my God. I gave you a very good reason though. I did. You have to admit no give it to me again <laughs> i said marie and i are both actors we both have okay. very big goals and i said that there are a lot of industry professionals there are a lot of facebook groups for example there's like the colorado theater group where there are opportunities posted constantly on facebook so that was my point i was like you should get on facebook also when you go into callbacks you go into auditions Facebook is a place where a lot of directors and people look at social media of people, if that makes sense. I think they'll be like, oh, really like that girl. Let me look at her social media, Facebook really quickly. And just to see you have a profile, you have friends that are known for doing things. It's just a great place for networking. Okay. I will admit that's like one of the only reasons I use Facebook to look at the Colorado audition notices group um so yeah so what you're saying is thank able... you no i know uh, <laughs> i'm able to find some things to do that but don't look at my facebook if you're trying to like figure out my person like my instagram is the place to go and my instagram it might not be the most professional it just a few years ago it it's changed not. from queen underscore chipotle to my name uh, <laughs> and does my bio have a rocket space going to saturn in emojis it does um because i like my picture <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, and the quote does say faith, trust, and pixie dust. Mind your business. Mind your business. I want to say, listeners at home, if you're touching, mind your business. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, things that speak to me. Anyways, um, so Facebook. I don't, I don't know what a Facebook is. I don't know what to do with a Facebook. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of, I don't like dating apps. I don't like dating apps and I I don't know if there will ever be a point in my life where I will be on dating apps because um, I just don't like them. I did a little experiment trial um, of signing up for, oh, and I also refused to sign up for Tinder um, because I'm just like, everyone has Tinder. And the idea of seeing people that I know on dating apps really freaks me out. Um, so I tried, um, <laughs> not me being like, so I tried Bumble as if this is like some underground dating app. <laughs> um, but no, I just learned that I don't like them. And I consider those social media. So yeah, um, I'm trying to think of any other forms. Maybe you saying stuff will bring more things to my mind. But that's what I have off the top of my dome. It work. Everybody knows. Everybody who knows me knows not to fucking text me on Snapchat. I hate Snapchat so much. I'm pretty sure that's the only thing, like, 
only social media that I'm like specifically against. That's really interesting. <laughs> Is it? Why, why are you so against Snapchat? I don't know. It just like Snapchat was, I think, the very first social media I ever had. Mm hmm. And I think it just brings me back to. Because, like, when Snapchat first came out, I think I was in fifth grade. Pretty sure it was fifth grade. Um, and we all, even though we all had our phones, we were literally using Snapchat on our cell phones with our phone numbers. We would ju only text on Snapchat. Even though we had each other's numbers, whatever, whatever. We were just children, whatever. Yeah, now, I don't like I people like whose numbers I have. Exactly. Sorry, I was like, I don't like now because I have that exclusively on Snapchat. I'm so sorry. I just had to say that. No, I, I agree. I think it's so stupid. You have my phone number. Why are you texting me on a on Snapchat of all things? Oh. The social media that we both got in the fifth grade. Please <laughs> go to hell. I I think that's interesting because I think Snapchat's probably like my favorite social media that's not saying a lot i'm not really a big social media person and i don't post on my snapchat or my instagram and i guess if we're talking about social medias i have i guess i also have facebook um and i guess i also have twitter i really don't do anything with twitter and i only got it so that like people can send me tweets if they wanted to send me like, tweets that's the only reason yeah, I I do. yeah he does <laughs> he, utilize, he utilizes that <laughs> But I uh, yeah, I don't I like Snapchat in general, but don't text me on Snapchat. That is weird. I don't like the fact that some people exclusively text me on Snapchat. Like there will be people, if I have your number, I will call you. And there are some people that like call me through Snapchat. And I'm like, oh? Um People call oh, they would be blocked. <laughs> oh, that would oh, that's immediately. It's weird. Oh. It's weird weird it's weird it's weird i don't like it i don't like it. i'm not a big fan of it if you like uh, uh also snapchat as a dating app no i'm n i've never used it like Please. that <laughs> i think it's really funny because you think okay no 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 i don't want to because i don't know how many people use snapchat as a dating app but i do know that some people because you know it's like the thing with little kids where they're like and they're like hey yo ma can i get your snap <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> but I think some older people do it too. But like if you meet uh, someone at a college party and you're like, hey oh my embarrassing. I've seen it happen a lot on campus and it's just like really funny to me. Like Snapchat as a dating app is funny to me. Um <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, um, I want to go back to the danger and deception concept really quick before we move on, um, because I think it's really interesting how we stand on opposite sides with it, like you feeling like it's not really too much, like it's not really that big of a deal. I think the reason that I do feel like it's kind of a big deal is because excuse me and I think it's also just me thinking of myself as a person I know that it's really easy for me to slip into other ideas and mindsets and worlds to kind of like 
not necessarily attack my problems or because I'm like, or because I, not that I don't face them head on, but sometimes I'm just not sure how to untangle them or detangle them. And I just, I'm just not sure what to do with this big knot that I'm looking at in front of me. Um, I think that one of the things that I do, I think I do this a lot, <laughs> escapism. I think I practice a lot of escapism, which on one hand, I don't think it's too bad. I think I have like a really big imagination and I think it's really fun to play with. And I think it makes just the world in general a more exciting place. But on another hand, I think that it also makes reality this thing to me. And also, this is like a very personal thing to me. I'm not saying this is like every single person, you know, uh, this is my personal experience with it. Um, it makes it so that reality is sometimes shocking to me. Like reality sometimes throws me off my balance or throws me for a loop just because the two the you know the world that I am you know living in here reality and then also this you know place this fantastical place that my mind is going to uh they're two very different places so I think sometimes it just makes it harder for me to kind of cope with what is happening in the reality side of things so I guess that's my thing for it I don't think I really experienced that with social media in particular because I kind of stepped away from it and I'm happy I stepped away from it because also Sadevion talking about the addictive personalities. I think with certain things that um, I have, certain things that I've dipped my toes into, I think I've realized that I have some addictive tendencies um, and I'm happy that I haven't tried to dip my toes into some certain other things that I think could like lead to like a, a rabbit hole or something, because I think that my personality has some addictive tendencies, uh, which kind of, kind of, you know, kind of cautions me a little bit. So I think that's my thing with the deception thing, just like getting, not be kind of like just sub submerging, submerging, in it too much to where it's really becoming like a psychological thing. You're really trying to do a, everything is not what it seems Alex Russo moment. Like you're really just submerging yourself in what you would like things to be to the point where I think it kind of like does mess with you a little mentally. And it can sometimes make it harder to deal with things that are, happening in reality that's the experience for me so I think that that's why I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum um but I also want to ask you another question uh you talked about social media addiction how you think everyone has some type of addiction to it that uses social media do you think that's bad social media addiction um I think it could be bad Okay. Um, I think the fact, I think, I mean, I think there are so many things in the world that people can be addicted to that I think all of them could end up bad. Some of them are already bad. Does that make sense? Like, for example, yeah. there are people who are addicted to work. And you could think, I mean, Instagram, Twitter, that is work for some people. Um. Mm -hmm. 
there are people addicted to hanging out with their friends or their friends in general where they can communicate with their friends on social media. So I just feel like it's different for everybody. Um, but I do mm -hmm. absolutely think it can be bad. I don't know that that's the general consensus that like generally most people addicted to social media have it, have a bad addiction to it. But I think, yeah, absolutely. It could be for sure. Okay. So like different levels of addiction. It just depends where you're hitting on the Okay. Okay. All right. Um, is there anything else that you want to say on that before we move on to the next uh, part of our conversation? No, I'll silence my own black voice. Not this. <laughs> now, were you silent or silent? <laughs> Oprah A. Marie. Yes. Will you let your kids have social media? Ah, you literally asked the question that I was about to get into. Um, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I guess I was silenced. Um, <laughs> this is a really, really tricky one for me. Uh, because how, first of all, I don't think my mom knew enough about social media and what was happening. Because I think she's also very detached from stuff like that. I think I get a lot of stuff like that from my mom kind of um I don't think she knew enough about social media to know like <laughs> a reason why I shouldn't have it <laughs> but mm. so I think I kind of regulated that for myself what I felt like I should be experiencing with social media and what I felt like I shouldn't be experiencing which I it, it's fine I think I was pretty good at regulating that my mom she's just like not like she she can she can care less um about social media particularly like i'm pretty sure <laughs> anyway um when it comes to my children i think you know our generation is really interesting since we've gotten to grow up with social media and we've seen the effects that it's had on people and also just uh because you know a lot of people talk about the mental health aspect of it and everything um, and the comparison and all that stuff, which I just, it's so insane. It's so crazy. So I don't want my kids on social media. I, I don't know, maybe like 13 is when they can start. But then I also know that there is like realistically the thing of like kids making fun of you for not being allowed to do certain things, especially when certain things are popular and everyone's doing it. And it's like, you're not, you're like the one person that can't do it. But like, I have like, you know, like really young cousins and they're not on social media. And I don't think that there's any reason that like an eight year old should be on Instagram or, you know, I would even go as far as to question TikTok to say TikTok because there is just there's a lot on that platform and I know that there's content for kids but I also think sometimes it's really it could be a little hard to regulate the content that your kids watch and I also don't like the idea of getting kids hooked on social media at a young age um that's a big thing for me uh the comparison thing of course because that comes with everything but the the hooked at a young age so at a certain point, maybe like 13, I'll really have to think about the age. But as young kids, I don't I don't think so. I <laughs> yeah, no. Oh no. Mm. 
What about you? What are what are your thoughts on your kids and social media? It's really hard. I feel the same way. I don't want to get them a, um, hooked on social media way too early. But also, I vividly remember the kids who like weren't allowed to get Snapchat in like fifth grade, and everybody like making not making group chats, they didn't have group chats, but everybody like talking, texting, sending snaps, and them being left out. And some people like even going as far as to like make fun of them about it. And I'm like, damn, that was horrible. I was also one of the kids that was very late to getting Facebook because my mom was like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, ooh, I, we, I need to ask her about this. Like, I remember asking like more than once every day for like months and it was a no it just kept being no and i was like please all i want is facebook like everybody has facebook i just need a facebook please and thank you um so i don't know i also think the more you like restrict your kids from doing something the more they want to rebel and do it anyway i agree and we were kids not too long ago and we know that Girl, we did I'm a still lot of things that our parents... Oh, boo-hoo. We did a <laughs> lot of things that we know our parents don't necessarily know about. <laughs> so I would hate to be the parent who's like, no, my kids can't have Facebook. Or no, my kids can't have social media. And then they're like going to school, logging onto their friend's iPad, to their secret account, to their Finsta, without me knowing about Sweet. it. So I think the best yeah. is probably to allow it early with the most regulation possible. Regulation and do you also think supervision? Yeah, for sure. Okay. That that's pro- that's probably a good point cuz yeah, the whole secrecy thing. And I do think there also is the thing of when you're like of course when you're older and you're out of it, you can like kind of reflect on it and you're like, "Oh, it makes sense. That's why my parents didn't want me to do XYZ." But when you're in the thick of it, it really is like life or death. And it's really like, oh, my gosh, why are my parents like this? But I do get it because, I, you know, I have also seen the whole helicopter parenting thing and then kids still just being really good at hiding stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, You never want to be the reason your kids get bullied because that is just. Girl, you gave your kid the mind of a master. I don't know what it's called, but you gave your kid a mind of a master. <laughs> Please. Oh, it's so tricky. But yeah, I I guess oh I, <laughs> I guess supervision. But also I also don't want to do the whole I I'm also I'm also but this I guess this is if you start like really young like iPad kids. And and I will say, I understand. I understand that some, you know, there's a lot happening in life. And sometimes it is easier to give your kid a little virtual leapfrog game, tell them to sit down for a second. Um, but I also feel like that really starts to be like, we haven't seen these kids grow up yet. But I feel like that really starts the addiction off early. Oh, wow. I don't know. How do you feel about iPad kids? They're kind of sick. <laughs> Not. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I have. Who, Marie, I have seven nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> Not and the- quite a few of them are the iPad children's. And I don't know, it's definitely, it's definitely a lazy way of parenting. And I hate to say that because a lot of, there are a lot of young parents in the world Mm -hmm. who don't necessarily know what they're doing. And they also don't have help, really, you know. Um, And I've witnessed situations where children could definitely use discipline and I don't mean physical discipline, just discipline in general, parenting, uh-huh. where an iPad has just been handed, you know, to shut them up. Um, and so I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, no, not I said the duck. <laughs> um, yeah. Then again, like all cartoons are like on YouTube now. Yeah. They have they even have the kids YouTube app. Like I don't know. It's definitely won't be raising iPad kids. However, like my kids will probably like I'll have an iPad that they could probably use. Not won't be raising iPad kids. The kids will have an iPad, but they will not be iPad kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no, I said the same thing. It's a big thing that I would also like to avoid this. I don't know. I can't wait to see the studies that comes out talking about what that screen time, that intense screen time from a young age does to the formation of the brain. It might make some super geniuses and it might make some people that are really dependent. I mean, we're already really dependent on technology. Um, But I don't know. It's really interesting. I think it's also so interesting to think about how new technology is and why a lot of these phenomenons we're seeing, you know, our parents cannot tell us, you know, the back in their day story, you know, with Instagram added. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I bet they'd love to add a little flair to them by doing that. <laughs> Imagine what the school would sound yeah. like with Instagram. Not only did we have to watch 10 miles in the video. <laughs> it was snowing, raining, and it was 150 degrees. <laughs> And then when I got home, I learned that Becca had a party and I was the only one she didn't invite. Exactly. (laughs) And the house was on fire, so they had to sit (laughs) outside. Okay. Um, What do you think about people on social media who... um, who you feel market, not who you feel, who market false perceptions of themselves. So I guess maybe getting into people that have had plastic surgery or something, edit their photos to the T, and then they, uh, oh my goodness. And then they might try to sell you some things like, oh no, it's just X, Y, Z, which is the reason that I look like this. Um, I mean, I don't, ex- I don't appreciate or condone deception. I think it's also very important <laughs> that we 
recognize that anything on the internet can be and most likely is deceptive in some way, mm. especially from like influencers and people of that nature. But I do recognize that not everybody thinks that way, so whatever. Um, but, I don't know. What do you think? Wait, you're just... I'm, try, I'm trying not to say, like, don't be stupid. Like, I'm trying not to say that. Okay. Okay, but maybe that will just help us hear what you are trying to maybe. say. Maybe. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to say don't be stupid and believe them. But also, I feel like that's a little unfair. Everything is not what it is. I think that you. But it seems when you can get all you wanted in your wildest dreams, you might might run into trouble. Everything is not what it seems. I think that's really interesting. I don't think that everyone is on the same wavelength as you. As in, I don't think that everyone can clock things that are, like, evidently not true. Like... Okay, Marie, not everyone, but don't you... Wouldn't you think most people... No, I don't think... No, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that quote, because that's kind of mean. I don't think that everyone's logistical mind is on... No, we're not saying... <laughs> I don't think that everyone's logistical mind is on the same wavelength. That is something that I feel like I have genuinely observed within people. I think that I've had more dummy moments than I can, than like the numbers that I can count to. Like just in my everyday life, I think I've had more dummy well, moments. Here's the real question How many numbers can you count to? <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the real question one to 100, go. <laughs> no, I, I, and I realize I'm not always, I'm not always operating at the highest brain power. Oh my goodness! And I realize that other people are also, some people just can't clock things that are not, that are clearly deceptive, or some people are more, are more gullible. And I know that I've had those moments, and it's made me feel really dumb. <laughs> but I, and I don't think that you should have to cater. To those who can't necessarily clock things. Um, I don't appreciate the deception either. Um, and I would hope that I am never knowingly deceptive. Because um, it's something that I, I, I don't appreciate. I think that we see a lot. Um, I guess just like even like in terms of getting plastic surgery. Like. So, Davion, you kind of, like, know, I'd say, like, a decent amount about plastic surgery. I thought you were about um, to say something. I thought you were about to expose me, girl. I was about to go off on you. No, you know a decent amount about plastic surgery, but not everyone does. And I am someone who I still don't think I know a lot about plastic surgery. I definitely don't know as much about Sedavion. I don't think I can clock it the way that Sedavion can. But I have started to look at people in a different lens because I've started to... Um, kind of like go to and I know that it, it might be kind of like a a topic with some I don't know how people feel about uh you know plastic surgeons who analyze things and stuff but even if you're not looking at plastic surgeons analyzing celebrities you know these are all just accusations and stuff 
But if you're just looking at regular, regular, schmegular people who post about their plastic surgery on YouTube, because there are people that do that. And that's actually how I learned more about BBLs during the BBL epidemic. And it was actually very helpful because I feel like a lot of people in the world, you know, prior to the BBL epidemic did not really understand how they work. And I think it's, I think it's like a really good educational moment, but I think that a lot of people still cannot clock that whole plastic surgery thing. And I think, you know, like definitely a lot of people can, but <sighs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. And, and when it comes to plastic surgery in general, I don't feel like the whole, the whole world does not need to know your business. Like they do not need to know whatever you got done. And if people ask you, I, the thing I don't like is when people ask you when you deny it or if you like no one anything finding their own business and you said no I didn't get anything done thank you and like no one asked like no one asked um, any any thoughts any additional thoughts I just I disagree with you like I genuinely believe most people are aware of deceptive influencers on social media like i think about like all the tiktok and youtube accounts that are dedicated to like um pointing out surgery that people have gotten um like pointing out photoshop that people do on their photos undoing photoshop that's like a one that's a really popular thing on social media people calling out celebrities for you know misleading their fans or people who follow them so i i do believe it is way more common for people to know or be able to point out deception in mainstream media r rather than not i'll agree um, with that um, and i think i don't think that excuses it to be very clear i don't think anybody should be lying, bitch, you had a BBL. Like, what are you saying you use flat tummy T for? The only reason you're in the gym is not because that's how you got your body. It's because that's how you got to keep it. Um, but, hey. I think that, I think a bigger problem comes in when we idolize these people. Um, like, when you idolize someone like Kim Kardashian and you look up to her and she is your biggest inspiration... And then you see her post like, oh, flat tummy tea. That's where you'll find a problem. But I don't know that most people idolize social media influencers. There are definitely people that do, though. And I do think that that's sure. a good point, the idolizing. Because I also think you are just setting yourself up to be let down. Like, even people in your life that you might be more, like your friends, your partners, your your parents, your family members, <laughs> like you knowing these people really well, you probably know that they're not perfect, no one's perfect, mm. and that they have flaws. And you might really admire them, like you probably mm, definitely really them. admire them. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, you might really admire them, but idolizing is a different thing, especially for these people that you do not know. I will say that that is a really interesting thing because people are not perfect. And I think people in the public eye with some of the things that they do, it's kind of like a different breed, um, kind of just like in terms of they have a lot more different ways to be deceptive and all that than us normies do. Cause they have a, 
they have a lot of eyes on them watching what they're doing. So I also think it's unrealistic to expect these people to be perfect. I don't know. I think I think another thing I don't appreciate about like screens and social media in general is that I think it dehumanizes some people as in some people get really bold like I don't know where it came from some people get really bold on a screen and do things that they would not warriors yeah that they would not and could not and I know you can think of some regular regular people too that they would not and could not say to your face but they could confidently spew it on a screen and I that's that's a that's that's Would you define that as a social media thing or a character flaw? <laughs> How about ambos? Los <laughs> ambos. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Los dos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think... You want to know something funny to me? What? I feel like modern day celebrities have acted like hate is like new to them. Mm-hmm. And I, think, I think social media has absolutely made it, has multiplied it and made it probably way more accessible accessible for people to be hateful to them. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know, Nicki Minaj was just talking about this the other day, that like people in the early 2000s, celebrities, people who were becoming celebrities in the early 2000s, they like receiving like actual hate mail. They were in the like tabloids, newspapers, magazines, all these things. And I feel like mm. social media influencers nowadays get like a hundred DMs a day that tell them they hate them. They're like, this is crazy. I see. I every time I hear hate mail, I specifically and I know social media was around this time, but it's not as it wasn't as big as it is now. I explicitly right. think I don't know why I think that so much of the situation when Selena Gomez started dating Justin Bieber and she was getting all of these like death threats and stuff and the hate mm-hmm. man. Oh my goodness. And it, 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 it does remind me a lot about how you will see the social media trolls and everything. I think, do you also think it's because of social media that maybe we're seeing how it affects celebrities more? Because while sure. it happens online also, it also gives a platform. Like a lot of people talk about how social media give celebrities the opportunity to control their narrative. It's no longer, we have to wait to see what they say about Marilyn Monroe in the media. It's mm-hmm. now, you know, if a girlie wants to hop on Instagram live, she could make her bullet yeah, point. They will. Oh, yeah, they <laughs> will. Trust me. It's, yeah, I, whew. I, being in the public eye, is a lot it is a lot of times (laughs) (laughs) not this a lot of times just hearing about it it sounds like more than i can personally chew on um but i'm also you know that's that's also that's also some of the stuff um yeah i don't i don't know uh i think it's very important to conduct yourself on social media as you would in person um and if you're a terrible person okay say that say that full chest um but (laughs) 
don't make your online persona. Don't be fake. Don't be nice in person and terrible online. That's just fake. But um, yeah, or vice versa. I don't know. I don't know if I think of social media as overall a good or bad thing. I think it definitely has some benefits, like you said, professionalism and being able to like market yourself. And I also think it can be like a really nice thing if you do have a fandom or people that do want to see what you're doing in your life and catch up with you. Like if you're someone more known, like it's nice, as long as it's not, you know, like getting into parasocial relationships, like, you know, feeling like, you know, this person, I think that can also be like another, another it's like another thing that comes with social media but also maybe just in your character feeling like you're close to someone and I think also I think also some people do market themselves like that it's a lot of things but feeling like you know someone that you don't know it's really weird because I feel like a lot of people feel like they're besties with celebrities that they don't know I I I have like my celebrities that I really and I'll and I'll like joke about them and everything but I'm fully aware of the fact that I do not know these people and I only know what they allow me to see of them and what other people mm. capture of them um I'll, I'll make my jokes uh but but I know but there are some people that genuinely you know feel the parasocial connection and everything but I don't know it definitely has its benefits and I also think it has its whole new set of problems and I think it's really just a testament to how we evolve as humans, how quickly everything is changing. Like, you know, we're now in the age of technology and how that has just been a game changer. Uh, I'm interested to see how it continues developing. I feel like it will be even crazier, like 40 years out into the future. Damn. Do you you have any definite thoughts on whether social media is mostly good, mostly bad? I think I would argue, I could strongly argue that it's done more good than it has done bad. And we can also say that it's done a good amount of both. Um, But I do think it has done more good than bad. I think across the board for any, any market, any, yeah, I think generally it's, it's done more good than bad for sure. All right. You want to get into our beef of the week? Yeah, hit it. Let's let's play the Ratatouille song. This <laughs> please. Les rompies et Les rêves des amoureux sont comme le bon Fun fact, y'all. That's Savion's favorite song. It is. Oh my God, you knew that. Don't act like you haven't told me a thousand times. Anyway. (laughs) Would you like to do the honors for us, Mr. Newell? Is that how you... Newell? Is that how you pronounce it? Did I get that right? Girl, go to hell. Wait, I forgot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry, I was trying to figure out out a song. (laughs) There's so many songs, but I didn't want to sing that one. Flashing, lights, lights, flashing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Our beef of the week. You know what this stands is Mrs. Kanye West. Oh. You know, Kanye has done a lot. You know, we'll keep it general. 
I think Kanye is going <laughs> through a lot with his family right now. And unfortunately, he is ex expressing that to the entire world. And I really wish he kept that to himself and to his family. What you got to say, Marie? What you got to say? I, it's, 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 the, it's the same thing. I, I, I think just, yeah, I guess I could go general with it too. I don't like, or I don't appreciate when people that are in the public eye have very personal things come to the attention of the public. Because uh, that's not cute. And I don't appreciate when people bring those things. So uh, that's that's my biggest thing. Uh, I don't appreciate the... I, I, I feel very uncomfortable seeing the family drama in the news and also the news outlets, the way that they're picking up and spreading on this and the way that they're treating this like a game. Like, this isn't a game. Like, this is a family. And there are very much children in the thick of this. Um who and it's really sad too because the difference is whereas your family could be little you know secret keepers they could be the best secret keepers in the world and not tell you things inevitably these kids will grow up and they'll be exposed to everything at some time um so just in a general sense that's not my favorite thing but for all parties involved i wish the best and I hope that there could be healing on all sides yeah mm. um, thank you all so much for listening to I sound unenthused hold on thank you all so much for listening to this episode <laughs> wow you go <laughs> give it to him I don't, I don't hate this podcast y'all I swear I swear I swear oh is that, oh, is that what's okay <laughs> Marie did you enjoy talking to me today I wish we I really like when we're in person but like this is also really fun so yeah I enjoyed talking to me too today okay um see you next time <laughs> next week it's just gonna be me it's just gonna be the moon <laughs> yeah not I just yeah. got fired not I just got fired <laughs> not, not fired on the air <laughs> bye ho <laughs> <laughs>